Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 52 of Season 1. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to preach to you the Word of God that God's put on my heart to teach it to you, not preach it to you. I'm sorry to say it's messed up. Um, like I said, I was going to pre-tape. But I didn't get a chance to pre-tape it last night. So we're not, well, it's being taped now, but even more pre-taped. So we do got people in the office today. Hopefully there won't be a lot of noises and stuff, but we're doing what we can do. And I'm doing it a lot earlier because the people ain't here yet. So I'm hoping that the podcast can go easier. And uh, so... Let's start with an opening prayer. I feel we need to pray today. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to take a coal of heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay. That every word that I say or read here today be what you want and not what I want. Now today, we're going to cover our Bible story is using your measure of faith. We're going to be sharing a story on... God teaches in a different way segment. Better than fireworks. And. And then of course we're going to have our prayer request segment. And closing remarks segment. So we got three segments that we're going to do here today. And. We got to ask God to guide us. And help us get this stuff the way. He wants it. We'll be right back after these messages. If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube, go to the search bar and type in Charge It to the Game podcast, and you will get all you need to know about the world from this podcast of sports from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer. And I recommend that you subscribe to this podcast too. I use it to help keep my dad updated on the world of sports. So you can do that too. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 52. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and just like I did the live commercial here a few seconds ago, God, I use that podcast, the, the, um, I am a describer, and I do recommend it, I do listen to it, I listen to it to help my dad stay updated with the world of sports, or things that he might miss, and, uh, and it's a way for me and him to bond. So if you're looking for a way to bond with your father or a way to bond with your son or a way to bond with the whole family, you know, go to this podcast and they'll help you find things that you need to know. Now, we're going to be talking a little bit today, three thoughts on using your measure of faith, all right? We're going to talk about using it. Then we're going to talk about power to over 
faith, the power to overcome today. Okay? And the faith of walking on water. And then we're going to kind of conclude how we're going to be able to do this. Okay? But first, I want you to go to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. And once we get there, we'll pray to the book of Romans. Chapter number 12. And when we get there, we're going to pray. So God will do what we need to do. The book Romans chapter 12. And we're going to look at verse 3. And dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to take a coals of heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay. Let everything I say be what you want and not what I want. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 12, 3. And it says, For I say through, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Alright? So the thing is, we're going to be talking about is using this measure of faith. Okay? The amount of faith God's given you is equal to the assignment He has given you to take care of. Alright? So what is that telling us? Whatever he gives you to do as an assignment, as it's talking here, he gave you the amount of faith you would equally need. What are you talking about, Pastor Ron? Well, God gives us the assignments of abilities that to what we have. All right? Let's say you're a new Christian. He's not going to give you a new Christian, a, a, a major faith assignment, because your faith has to be nurtured, okay? And grow by reading the Word of God, by experiencing God, by worship, all right? And by God showing you what's going on in your life, okay? But we hear all the time Christians say, this is too much for me to handle. I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's when I usually say, if I hear that, well, what you're going to do is not look at the man. Because if you try to fight the situation, because you're fighting principalities in this life. And if you try to fight it in yourself and not use your faith, you're going to fall. This is what I tell them. I said, God gives you Every day, a measure of faith for what you need to do. That faith is there and strong enough for what you need to do for this day. How to carry on. But the choice is, we got to learn to use it. We got to stop trying to figure things out for ourselves and our mind. And start to use it for the glory of God. 
And we find if we start using our faith more, the more faith we're going to build up. It's just like our heart muscle. And I have decongestive heart failure. All right? My heart's not working right. I have to take the medicine to do it, to get that one valve to work a little bit faster, to keep up with the rest. But if I didn't take that medicine, it would work slow or too fast. It goes slow, sometimes it goes too fast, and it would wear out, okay? But let's look at it a little bit different for our faith. When we use something, it makes it stronger. So when I take that medicine, it makes my that valve become stronger. That's what the ideal is of taking that medicine. And maybe eventually I could go not off it all the way, but not be on it as much as I am. Okay? That's the same with your faith. The more you use it, the more strong it will be. But us Christians has got to learn to use it. The Bible tells us. And I've heard this preached by some ministers saying, oh, is this a, is this a figurative saying? If I, I have a faith of a mustard seed. If I believe long enough, believe enough, I can up what, tell one mountain to go and go into another spot, and it will do it. I believe physically that can happen with our faith, if we have enough faith. All right? And I also believe their point of view of a figurative thing, saying that there might be a mountain in your life. But same difference. I believe God can change that mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're waiting on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're waiting on you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're waiting on you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Ooh, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah. My children, I told you before, if you believe in me and have faith in me, things will work out. So my children, have faith in me. Have faith in me. Oh, hallelujah. God wanted to visit us here. Oh, hallelujah. And I just want to explain here what what happened. I went into the thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I believe what God is telling us, then God gives us an interpretation of what he just said. It was God talking to me through me. And then he gave me the interpretation. To what was said. 
and that's what he said that he basically what I said he is there for us to help us have faith in him and in the end it will work out hallelujah so we got to use our matter measure of faith we got to use it to keep it going hallelujah now Let's go to 1 John. You got your Bibles with you. Let's go to 1 John. Chapter number 5. 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 4. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, for, who, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So basically what this message, this verse is telling us here, who whatsoever was born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even out, even out, even our faith. So basically, what's it saying? When we come born again, when we become born again, we get victory over the world. We got victory over the devil. We got victory over the world. Okay? Now, and if we're using our measure of faith, we have the power to overcome. Ooh, interesting. Okay? Now, since we're using it, we have the power to overcome. When your health and finances or family are at risk, you suddenly realize how tragic life is. Today, you may be living on the sunny side of the street, but if you live on the long enough adversary will come knocking on your door. When it does, when he does, it discovers that the thing like power possessions and popularity won't sustain you. The power could, if the power could do it, you wouldn't be afraid. What are you talking about, Pastor Ron? What I'm talking about is this. If we rely on our sunny-sided streets, our own self, just like I basically said already. When the devil comes a-knocking, when he will, just like he did with Job, he could, like he did with Job in our first Bible study, he will try to take you out. And if you're not ready for him, like Job was kind of ready for him, Job made one mistake. By saying he his righteousness was better than God, but God dealt with him with that. But in the with the whole trial, he never gave up on God. His faith was there, and that's the way God wants us to live. But way Job's faith is, the devil will come a knocking. But it's up to you to put the devil in place. The book of Peter tells us about the lions roaring and seeking who he made the power. But our pastor, when I said on heard this sermon point that I'm making right now, of him, 
he made he, he didn't make us right, but he said if you don't mind writing in your Bible, put next to this verse. He got no teeth. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he took the devil's teeth away. All he can do is gum you. So when the devil comes and tries to scare you or terrify you, let me tell you something. He knows. He knows. He knows that he can't hurt you. But you got to know he can't hurt you. And you got to look at him. And in faith, no matter what, how terrifying or he makes it look, he can't do nothing to you unless God wants him to. You know, all he can do is gum you. So we got to believe that this power, we have the power to overcome. Our faith gives us the power to overcome. The Bible tells us to live by faith, not by sight. In other words, if, if finances and trouble is coming your way, praise God for it and have faith that God's going to bring us out. Pray the Lord, I know the finances are going to be there. Lord, I know the car is going to be there. Lord, I know you're going to give us a place to live. Instead of getting scared like he wants you to, he'll be there for you. Now, I had a little battle yesterday. And I'm not going to go into great detail. Shortly, right after the podcast, well, we had to record in the midst of the podcast because I had to stop in a couple segments, and that's why it was released so late. But I had a moment of weakness where my faith, I relied it on myself and not my faith. And it was a family situation on my wife's side, and it affects us. Deeply. But I also know God's going to bring us through one way or another. God's got a plan. And that's what we got to realize. God's got a plan to bring us through. We just got to start using that power to overcome the devil and his schemes. All right. And if we do this like we would. In Matthew 14, go back to the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, for this situation. We're going to be talking about one of his disciples, Matthew 14. And we're going to look at verse, verse 29. Matthew 14, verse 29. Matthew 14, verse 29. And it says, and he that comes, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the winds brustering, and he was afraid, and he began to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. And caught him, and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? We need to learn to keep walking on the water with Jesus, and not let life take our faith away. He had faith enough to try it with Jesus, and he got on that water, and he was 
he was walking on that water. Then he saw the wind and the storm, and it scared him, and his faith went and hide. Sometimes we do that. I had to do that yesterday. I just did that. I wasn't on literally water. But my faith was challenged when I was walking with Jesus. And I had to do what Peter did. Lord, save me. In other words, bring my faith back. Show me. Save me. Grab me. And let me start with my faith again. We gotta stop looking at the circumstances. And getting scared. We gotta start trusting Jesus. With that faith. And we know that faith will give us the overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Halalatala. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we came to the end of our Bible story, Bible study. And we'll be right back after these messages for our God teaches us in different ways segment. We'll be right back after these messages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoopy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership it's everything you need to make podcasts in one place mandatory call to action download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started hello everyone welcome back to god's internet church podcast episode 52 and we just finished our Bible study up on using our God-given faith. Hallelujah. God is so good when we do that because he brings us through. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to our next segment here. And before we do that, that Bible study is coming out of a Bible study book that is called Faith and Hope and Courage in the Changing Times. The world, the word for you today. And that's what we've been sharing. And that was giving out, like I shared before, in a... Um, In a free store, apparently the when they're done, they donate the stuff to the free store. It's a Christian free store, and I didn't pay anything for it. It was given to me for free. And But God knew that the pandemic was coming, and I think he was preparing the people that read that. And this like, is preparing us through, to go through the rest of it. God knew when this needed to hit my desk. But we're going to go now into 
God change God teaches us through different things. And right now I'm using the stories that come from my mother's Sunday school the church stuff that was given to her before she died. It came before she died and she really didn't want to go through it. She didn't want to start nothing that that uh she couldn't finish. So she told me to use this for preaching purposes and stuff. And sorry for the stuff. I was getting my glasses out of my uh, pencil tin here. I put it so I know where they are. And it didn't want to work right. But we're going to, it's a true story by Colin L. Reese. And it's called Better Than Fireworks. Okay. And this segment. I read magazine stories from my, my minister magazines and or stuff that I can get my hands on that God teaches us through stories. And we know in the Bible that God teaches us through parables. And so a story is kind of like a parable. So it says, better than fireworks. That's what it's called. It says, the older I get, the more I appreciate the wisdom my parents showed in teaching life lessons. To my brother and me, especially when it came to climbing, claiming our fears and showing us how God always looks after his own. At age 85, I find myself passing on things I learned long ago that became indelible impressions on my childish impressions, mine. Summer in the little logging town of Darton, Washington, could be an often where scorching nestled in the heart of mighty forest fire danger brought dead to the inhabitants each year. Loggers were yanked off their jobs in the woods to spend to to send to fight fires caused by careless campers and lightning strikes. When the crew bus stopped in front of our home in the country in the county country and somewhat set dad's lunch bucket down we never knew how long it would be until we saw dad again one particular day remains as clear in my memory as when it dawned 23 24 25 ready or not here i come i called my younger brother randy took off into the woods at the back of our house before he could reach his favorite hiding place behind a big tree stump, I rushed towards him. We have to get to the house. A storm's coming. Look, I pointed at the sky. Randy has been too busy being, in, being it in our game of hide-and-seek to notice that the sun had disappeared. Now giant ink blocks, black clouds, rode across the heavens. A growl in the distance warned the thunder was close behind. A jagged streak of lightning tore through the dark sky. One thousand one, one thousand, Randy counted. Boom, bang, crash! Come on, I yelled and dashed across the clearing towards our big white house. Randy raced after me. Dad had taught us that each count between a lightning flash and a thunder boom meant the storm was about a mile away. He also warned that being under a tree 
during a lightning storm was dangerous. Before reaching the covered front porch where Mom stood, there wasn't time to even count one between the flashes and the boom. I took a big gulp. I never been afraid of storms, but I also never seen anything like this. <clears throat> I wish Dad was here, Randy cried. Me too, but I didn't say it out loud. Wish, wishing couldn't make it happen. A few days earlier, Dad had not come home on the logging crew bus. The drivers had called Bill, gone to a fight fires, and drive, driven on. I sighed Dad would be home until, until the fire was out. Randy, Mom, and I had prayed for rain every night, but so far none had come. A tremendous boom sounded overhead, and a puff of smoke went up on the gold hill, a thickly forest mountain, a short distance across the county road. Did you see that? Randy shouted. The lightning just set a tree on fire. It isn't the only one, Mom, pointed to two other plums of rising smoke. The woods are so dry, it's like striking a, striking a match to kindle it. Well, Dad, will Dad be okay, Randy whispered, before another flash and boom came. It bit back fear. We prayed for God to take care of him. I, sh I shiver in spite of the still hot day and smell the sulfur from the lightning made me feel sick. Let's pray, I spy, Mom said. Now, Randy sounds shocked. Yes, when the lightning flashed, see who can spot the fire and set, and set it set first. Randy steered into the groom into the groom until another flash and even a louder crack came. I seen one he pointed towards the middle of the gold hill where more white smoke curled up towards the sky for not more than an hour. We played I spy every time lightning flashed it set a new fire, watching for the strike to help get my mind off the storm, even when thunder rattled. The windows of the house. This is like having a front row seat at the 4th of July fireworks. I told Mom and Randy. When the electrical part of the storm finally moved on, I asked how many fires got, got set. Randy took his head. I lost count between 20 and 30. You may never again see such a sight, Mom told him. them. I just hope the steady ping ping of huge raindrops hitting the parched earth cut her off. Moment later, rain came down like water from a broken fire hydrant. It poured so hard it made those curtains that hid Gold Hill. Thank you, Mom said. The rain will put out the fires. Dad can come home. Yes, I hollered. Then, Mom, how come God didn't send the rain when we prayed? He did pray. Did he wait until Golden Hill needed it? And maybe even save our house? 
she smiled. What do you think? I think he waited, Randy said. I'm glad. So am I, I said. Then we both laughed and and he added, I can I can't hardly wait for Dad to get home so we can tell him about our better than fireworks show. So do I, I clapped my hands and ran into the welcome ring. I'm sorry for getting a little emotional if you heard me. I had some tears were coming down my eyes of gladness. Here's this big storm, just like Peter had in our Bible study. And, it's, and it scared them. And it probably scared mom. But she had enough faith to play with the kids. I spy. To get their faith built up. To get their mind off the storm. To get their mind on God as they were praying for God to send the rain. To protect their mom and her, to protect their dad. And to protect them. And God poured down like a fountain of water from heaven. And he poured it out. He put out the fire. And he poured out the fires to bring their daddy home. God is good. And he's good all the time. I praise God for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good. We're going to stay here. We're going to do our prayer requests and our closing remarks for the podcast right now, too. Right now, just before I went on the air, another one of my aunts had to go to a hospital, and she has heart congestive failure just like me. It was something they had to take her because of the swelling of her legs. I don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know yet. We haven't heard any information. We got someone keeping in touch with us. But I want to pray for my aunt there. And I want to pray for an unspoken request. Because God can do it. And I want to pray for that Pastor Levi. And I want to pray for my dad. And so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up Pastor Levi to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just ask you to continue to heal him from this coronavirus. To continue to heal him from these two falls he took. Continue to heal him from if this potential uh, blood clot that he may have. And Lord, I ask you to be with my dad right now in the name of Jesus in Port Year. And I just ask you... To comfort him as his sister's in the hospital. Because he's very close to the sister, Lord. And Lord, I just ask you to help him as he's dealing with this. I just ask you to help him emotionally. I ask you to help him health-wise. Because Lord, we can't get his blood pressure upset. And get him upset. So I ask you right now in the name of Jesus. To come and touch that in order wall. Make it strong. We ask you, Lord, to take away that aneurysm. Or don't, or don't, or kill it where it won't grow, and keep him alive a lot longer. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my wife's side of the family right now, and as we're as we're grieving for the loss of their mother and my mother-in-law. 
And Lord, I got an unspoken, and you know what it is as I'm thinking, Lord. And Lord, we know that you can do this, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my Aunt Evelyn, Lord, and I just ask you to heal her, Lord Jesus. Whatever's going on, Lord, you're in control. You're in control. We just ask you to touch these legs and let the swelling go down. If it's a problem with her heart, let, let it all be taken care of, Lord. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, God is so good. He gets us prepared for what we need. And before I went on the air, my mind was scattered because of my aunt and and other things going on. And I had the podcast ready. And I knew what I was going to be talking about. But God is good. He ministered to me like he always does. And and I know that he's going to bring my aunt through somehow. And bringing through sometimes means taking her to the Lord. It's, it's taking her to the Lord. But bring her home. But it's God's will. And we got to be have faith that God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. And we got to have faith that we're going to go through these storms for a reason. And as we go through these storms for a reason, it makes our faith stronger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I ask you to still continue to pray for my aunt today. Throughout the day, her name is Evelyn. And I'll try to have an update tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. And um, letting you know what's going on to keep you updated. Until then, I'd like to say God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow on episode 53 of God's Internet Church. Love one another. Hug one another. Be kind to one another. And help one another. Until then, until tomorrow, I'm Pastor Ron Weaver for God's Internet Church podcast saying see you tomorrow and God bless you.